0: Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Carraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this 100th episode of the Doctrine Matters podcast. Now, I have never thought that there would be anything any remotely close to 100 episodes, but here we are. If you are listening on your favorite audio platform, 100 episodes, I am excited about that. It's been a couple months since I've recorded anything at all, and I'm back here now. I've got a new home office set up with my podcast things set up so hopefully we can keep this thing going a little longer and uh yeah 100 episodes and you have listened to some of them many of them all of them i don't know maybe none of them maybe this is your first one if it's your first one thank you for joining us this is the doctor matters podcast a podcast that is a part of a community of podcasts if you want more content, you can go on over to the Christian Podcast Community, and you can listen to a lot of great podcasts, a lot of episodes that really glorify God, exalt Christ, and build up the body. So please do that. The Christian Foundry Podcast is another podcast that I'm a part of that we just launched with the Christian Podcast Community, so we are excited about that. So that's another podcast you can check out. That's six people hosting that podcast. I'm one of those people, and it usually hasn't been done on any podcast that I've ever seen, six people, but hey, it's worked so far for the glory of God. So there's that. Go check out all that content. You will get your heart's desire. You will have plenty of content to to go through if you go on over there and check that out. I am honored and glad to be a part of that community as well, and uh, just honored to be able to do what we do here on the Dr. Matters podcast. I want to talk about some things tonight. I want to talk about forgiveness and the human heart. But before we do that, at the time of this recording, it's May the 2nd. It is a Monday evening and all across social media, I have seen probably the same things that you've been seeing is that it has been leaked that there is a potential that the Supreme Court is going to overturn Roe versus Wade. Now, I don't know where this stands at the time of your listening, but at the time of my listening, I know that this is something that we definitely must be praying about because it is very important that we understand what's happening here, what's at stake, because this could put abortion at the state level where we could really go in and attack this thing on the state level instead of a national level, but it's also going to freak out the left. The left is going to their heads are going to turn. They're they're just going to go crazy if this happens. So our heads better be on a swivel. For those of you that stand outside of Planned Parenthoods and abortion clinics, you better keep your heads on a swivel even more than you already do. Been there. Understand the dangers that are involved there on a daily basis. But there is so much good that can happen from this. This will be a, a huge victory for the church. But it will also continue to take work. We will still have to work and work hard to see abortion abolished completely one day. I think if uh, if I read correctly, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, then that's going to put about 13 states that will pretty much ban abortion. Now, a lot of those states still have some sort of incremental law on in the books that will take place. Uh, I think maybe some states are after 15 weeks, abortion is illegal. Um, whatever the case may be. Some of them may be, may be uh, less weeks than that. But either way, We still have work to do, and if this is overturned, Christians, don't let that deter you from the work that we still have to do as believers because we still must fight this fight. We still must be on the front lines and see abortion ended one day, hopefully, for the glory of God. We praise him. We worship him. We thank him through all things, whether this is overturned or not. He is still in control. He is still seated on his throne, and he is going to get the glory either way. So, join me in praying for that, that Roe versus Wade would be overturned. I don't want to keep you very long on this episode, seeing it's the first one back after a two-month hiatus at least, but I've had some thoughts on my mind lately as I've been studying and preparing for sermons, as real life has been kind of just uh, in my thoughts, as some things that I've dealt with in my own life, and my past life, and many of you have probably dealt with in your life as well. I want to talk about the subject of forgiveness. Now, I believe that if we do something wrong, if we sin against God, then we absolutely want God to forgive us. 1 John 1 9 says, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of our unrighteousness. So, whenever we do something wrong, whenever we find ourselves in sin, whenever we find ourselves in a season of sin, whatever the case may be, we want forgiveness. We seek that forgiveness from God, and we are hoping and praying. And really if you know your bible you know that he will forgive you if you are if you are coming to him with a contrite heart he will forgive you. And if we f- sin against others, if we do something, say something that we shouldn't have and then we we cause some strife or some division with a friend or a family member and we we ultimately want to be forgiven for those things, right? But let's flip this coin. A lot of times we find The whole forgiveness thing, us wanting forgiveness from others, but many times, many people don't want to extend forgiveness. Although they want to be forgiven, it's hard for many people to extend forgiveness, whatever the case may be. Some of the pushback that I received, and I know many of you probably received the same type pushback when it comes to forgiveness. Many people might tell you that you don't know what this person has done to me. You don't know what this person has said. You don't know the drama they've caused. You don't know the heartache they've caused. You don't know all of the things that this person has done to me to make my life miserable. And I would simply say you're right. Most In most cases, we don't really know what's going on and what that person has done to hurt you and what kind of heartache and, and, and problems that they have caused you and your family. But the problem with this is, is the Bible doesn't teach us to put stipulations on forgiveness. There is nothing in the word that says forgive unless, or nothing in the word says forgive only when X, Y, and Z happens, or A, B, and C happens. Forgive only when you feel like it, or forgive only when it's convenient for you. The Bible doesn't teach us that. Nowhere in the scriptures teaches us to forgive with any type of stipulation attached to that. Now, another pushback that I receive sometimes is, well, that person has asked for forgiveness, but I'm not really sure they're genuine in asking for that forgiveness, and I don't really think they're being serious. But here's the thing. This is also something I don't read in Scripture. I don't read in Scripture where it says to forgive somebody only if you think they're being genuine or only if you think they're being serious in their asking forgiveness should you then uh, not offer that. If you, if you don't think they're being serious, then don't offer the forgiveness. It doesn't say that in the Word. It says, forgive. Simply forgive them. No stipulations, no criteria they must meet before you forgive them. Because ultimately what's happening is when you forgive somebody, you're forgiving for the glory of God. Not for your own glory or not for the glory of the person that is receiving the forgiveness. You are forgiving because you are giving God glory by being obedient to the Scripture Therefore, you are serving and honoring the Lord, not the other person. So it takes humility to be able to forgive somebody, no matter what they've done to you, no matter what they've said to you, no matter if you think that forgiveness is genuine or not, you are submitting yourself to and obeying the Lord Jesus Christ in forgiving those who sin against you. Now, I've also heard this argument. Well, how many times am I supposed to forgive this person? They have constantly done things that are sinful. They have sinned against me many times, many times a day even. Well, I would tell you that the Bible teaches us, and we can look in Luke chapter 17 really quickly. Uh, Luke chapter 17 talks about forgiving those that ask for forgiveness. And it says this in verse 4. And if if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. Now, this is being obedient to the Lord. This doesn't mean, though, if you're listening, that you have the ultimate right to be able to go out and just sin against people all day long because they have to forgive you no matter what. That is not giving you a license to sin. That is not giving you a license to just run around and do and say whatever you want to because the Bible commands us to forgive one another. That is something that is disobedient to the word as well. You should not live in sin. You should not continually sin. You should not continually sin against your brother and sister in Christ or anyone else. You must not live that way. So this is not a pass just to do whatever you want. But we do find people needing forgiveness more than once. I mean, let's just think about our own lives as Christians for a minute. You think about your life and I'll think about mine. I need to ask the Lord to forgive me a lot. I believe it was Charles Spurgeon that talked about Repentance is not a door that you walk through, but a room that you live in. We are constantly needing to seek repentance and offer that repentance to the Lord and turn from our sin because we are still fallen individuals. Although we may be saved, we are still falling, living in the already, not yet. We are sinners and saints simultaneously, as Martin Luther has famously said. So we, as believers in Christ, are constantly asking God to forgive us So if we constantly have to ask God to forgive us, there may be people in our lives that continually sin against us, whether they do it intentionally, unintentionally, or whatever the case may be. We have to still offer that forgiveness to those people no matter what. And hopefully and pray prayerfully, uh, we would just think that they would change ultimately, but that is between them and God. And what is between us and God is that we must forgive. But the human heart is still this fallen piece of flesh and and ultimately when I when we talk about the heart from scripture we're talking about really the innermost being of who we are right the deep and the deepest parts of who we are as individuals that is what we mean by heart but we have a hard time forgiving those that sin against us at times when really we should be biblical and say yes I forgive you yes I forgive you I accept your apology And we move on. And listen, let me just say this. Just because we forgive someone of sin does not mean we have to be their best friend. It doesn't mean we have to go eat lunch with them when we're finished. It doesn't mean that we have to have coffee with them once a week. It doesn't mean we have to talk to them on the phone, text them, email them, or whatever. We do not have to be friends necessarily with the people that we forgive we can forgive in honoring the lord and still go our separate ways live our own lives you have honored the lord in your forgiveness they have potentially honored the lord in their seeking of forgiveness now you don't have to be best buds this is very clear in the fact that there are probably some people listening that have had some major trauma done to you by maybe a family member a friend or something like that in your life Maybe you've held on to this and and, and kind of become bitter about the things that they've done to you. But if you forgive them, that doesn't mean that you stand face-to-face with your abuser and see them every day or every week and go out and hang out with them and be all lovey-dovey. That is not what you have to do. But forgiving them as you submit to the Lord, as you honor God in that, and then you go live your life for the glory of God, the exaltation of Christ, and the benefit of the saints, and the building up, and the encouragement, and the equipping of the saints, preaching the gospel, and making disciples, you never have to talk to that person again. Some of you may need to forgive somebody and not even tell them. You just may need to forgive them, tell God you forgive them, and move on about your life. Some days, that just may be what you have to do, because the pain may be too severe, too bad, but the Bible tells us that we must forgive So I want you to keep that in mind because our forgiveness or lack thereof has major consequences. Now, there are major consequences to our forgiveness or lack thereof. We see this in the Lord's Prayer. As a matter of fact, if we were to look at Matthew chapter 6, we all know the Lord's Prayer. Many of us do. But if you don't, let me just read this starting in verse 9. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. There it is. We want to be forgiven by God. Please forgive us for the things that we've said, things that we've done. Forgive us of our sin. But then we have verse 12. As we, I'm sorry, that was verse 12, but the second part of verse 12, and forgive us of our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors, which means that we should also forgive others if we want to be forgiven by God. It goes on to verse 13 and says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then we have verse 14 and 15. Now, this is a major text in the scripture when it comes to forgiveness. It says this, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But, verse 15, Here we have a but that we need to pay attention to. If you find a but in Scripture, you really need to pay attention to what comes after. Just like if you have a therefore, you ask yourself, what is this therefore? And you pay attention to what it links together. You pay attention to what comes after. So we have this but here in verse 15. So we have on one side, if you forgive others, then your heavenly Father will forgive you, and you probably know what's coming. But, verse 15, if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now that is very, a very sober warning given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ. This is why our forgiveness or lack thereof has consequences. If you forgive others, then your Heavenly Father will forgive you of your sin. If you don't forgive others, then he will not forgive you of your sin. And if we were to go back to Luke chapter 17, verses one through six, we see that judgment comes for those who are unrepentant. And this is just in the case of, in context of somebody that is leading others to sin and being a stumbling block for others. The 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 judgment of God is coming. There's consequences for sin. It'd be better for that person to have a millstone around their neck and thrown into the sea where they would drown. Now, there are consequences for unrepentant repentant sin and if we fail to forgive people when they have asked us to to forgive them then we i believe are in sin and we are now living an inconsistent christian life which causes other people that know the situation that see it now they too could stumble and hold on to unforgiveness in their hearts now you have become a stumbling block and the bible says It would be better if you had a millstone put around your neck and thrown into the sea. You see, we must not become bitter and angry and frustrated at what people do and say to us. This life, we are promised suffering. We are promised these things, but we're also told that we should forgive others, no matter what. This should be a huge encouragement to you here as you are listening to this episode. This should cause you to rethink your life, to really search your heart and see if there is any unforgiveness in your hearts. And if there is, then you must seek to forgive because your heavenly father has forgiven you. And I don't know one person listening that would say, well, I don't care if if God forgives me or not. Well, if God doesn't forgive you for your sin, then you are going to go to hell when you die and you will be there for eternity. So I would, I, would, I would say that most of us listening, if not all, would want God to forgive us. Excuse me. We want God to forgive us of our sin. Again, if not, then there are consequences. He won't forgive us if we don't forgive others. So we have to take forgiveness seriously. This is not just a flippant thing. We shouldn't just think about the hurt we shouldn't just think about our circumstances we shouldn't just think about the person that has done or said something to us that has really caused us great pain as much as we should think about being obedient to the lord in this so we forgive and we do this for the glory of god it's it's for god and we can only forgive in many circumstances because of what god has done in us and through us as he is sanctifying us and we become more holy as we become more like christ it's the power of god within us that allows us to be able to forgive in the first place because if you are not a true believer it's going to be hard for you to forgive people that come against you that hurt you that say things to you that are in a dishonorable way it's going to be hard to forgive because our natural human instinct is to rebel against the word of god and to do our own thing live our own way and not even worry about forgiveness because we want to be able to run our lives and do what we think is best for us, but what we have to understand as believers, God knows what's best for us, and he knows that if we don't forgive, it leads to other things, and we forgive because God has commanded us to do so with no stipulations, we say, yes, I forgive you, and we trust God in that. We don't have to always say, yes, I forgive you, I will trust you not to do it again, because the, the moment you start to trust in man, you're going to see that they are going to fail you again. So when we forgive others, we are trusting God. We are submitting to him. We're giving him glory. And if they do hurt us again and they come back and ask for forgiveness, we, we then say, yes, I forgive you. And then we trust God. We uh, look to him, and if it happens again, we forgive again. Again, this doesn't mean people get a pass and can continue to hurt you. They will have to deal with God in that if that's their pattern, if that's what they keep doing. But it is not a pass to live just any way that you want to or any way they want to. So we can't think of it in in those type terms. But we do have to understand that forgiveness is commanded to us by God himself, through his word and we must take forgiveness seriously stop looking at ourselves stop looking at our circumstances stop putting stipulations on forgiveness and do what god has said and do it for his glory and our ultimate good i hope this has been some sort of help to you i know this is uh, the 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 talk about forgiveness is is kind of elementary in the christian world but it's something that is elementary yet we fail to do it a lot and, and we, we tend to justify why we don't forgive others. So that is a, a problem that we must correct as believers. And if you're not a believer, I pray that you would repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and confess him as the Lord of your life, Savior of your life, the King of your life, and that you would turn from that sin and trust him in all things. So, I would love to hear your stories of forgiveness. I know that many of you have great and wonderful stories how God used a a nasty, messy situation, and through the the seeking of forgiveness and the forgiveness, there has been a beauty that has been had. There are some people that have been able to forgive others and not be their friends anymore not have to hang out with them i'd love to hear those stories as well i I think it's good for us as believers to hear from our other brothers and sisters in christ and the things that they have gone through the things that they have done in their life so we can take what they have gone through and somehow let it help us in our life as well it's always good to walk through life with people that have been there and done that so they can encourage us to do so we spur one another along as brothers and sisters. We are here to encourage one another. And part of that encouragement is listening to other stories of people that have been there and done that, so to speak. So I would love to hear your stories. Please drop a comment or you can email the show at DoctrineMattersPodcast at gmail.com. That's all lowercase, all together, no spaces, Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your stories. If you have anything that you'd like to hear me talk about, if you have any questions about theology, about the church, about the Bible, I would love to answer those as well. Uh, But something as simple as forgiveness we must take seriously and we must do, and we must do it often. And we must seek forgiveness often from the Lord because we are sinners. And we are still sinners in need of grace, in need of forgiveness, in need of mercy. So don't let this simple thing become something that you neglect Another thing that we neglect is prayer many times. And oftentimes, forgiving others becomes just like prayer. It's neglected, overlooked, and justified as to why we don't. So don't be in that camp if you're struggling with forgiveness. Just forgive for the glory of God. You're not giving the person a pass. Let me just say this before we end. You're not giving the person that hurt you a pass. You're not saying it's okay. There shouldn't be any consequences. God will deal with them the way he sees fit vengeance is mine says the lord there may be times where you would want revenge or you would want to say something or match somebody's hostility but god is going to take care of people just as he's going to take care of you and i would rather be on the side of surrendering myself to the word of god and submitting to god's commands than to trying to take things in my own hands and do things that are unbiblical so you're not giving the person a pass but you are submitting yourself to the glory of God. And that, my friends, is what matters. Until next time, thank you again for listening to this brief 100th episode. Again, I want to thank you all for listening, for tuning in. And until next time, have a great rest of your day. Have a great week. God bless.